Hallelujah. Amen. So we're going to continue from where we had stopped earlier on uh, the village broadcast. And uh, <coughs> we're going to see another character, another attribute of God. Right? So who, who can remember the other ones we saw earlier? Okay, that was one. Who's the other one we saw? Uh, God does not kill. Oh yeah, God does not kill. That's that's another one that we saw, yeah. And also God does not tell. Yeah, yeah, we saw that one also. <coughs> I think there was another one or, or that was it. Okay, yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the one. Yeah. He does not yeah, cannot be tempted. Okay, so we're going to see another of God. So uh come with me. To Genesis chapter six, verse eight. <coughs> Genesis chapter six, verse eight. If you do find it, you can read for us. Yes. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's interesting, right? Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Okay, Genesis three, verse five. God said that because you know that when you eat it, you will be like God and know what is good and what is bad. No, oh, okay. Let us see Genesis 6, verse 7. That he said, I will wipe out these people I have created, and also the animals and the birds, because I am sorry that I will make any of them. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. The same verse 10. Then Genesis. So in all these places we read, you see one thing that commonly appeared there, looked so, mm. looked so, right? Mm. Okay, so the knowledge you get from looking, you, you can get knowledge from looking, right? Mm. So you can look at a thing and know the shape, the, you know, the characteristics just from looking. <coughs> and if you look at the first one in this it said that Noah found grace, right? And he was looking for something, right? So looking for something from the Lord, and what did he find from the Lord? Grace. He found grace. But then if you read subsequently, you see, especially in the last part, I think about 10, it talks about uh, the destruction of, before the destruction of Sodom, right? And and we know the story of the destruction of Sodom. But we saw what Lord looked, when he looked in that place, what did he see? He saw green and it was live and all those things. So this is knowledge that comes from, from looking. So <coughs> let's talk about Noah a little bit. Okay, so Noah, you remember uh, we thought about this last time I think 
we're talking about the distortion of the world at that time and 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 i was telling you guys god god does not have anger right and god does not repent but we read that language that god repented mm. okay so but what noah found in god was not anger what he found was what grace right but if you read that story you will believe that god was angry with the world he had created and so he repented but that place tells us what noah found he didn't find anger what he found in god was grace so we're going to look a little bit more on that part. Let us see Second Peter, chapter two, verse five and six. Yes. If you didn't, if you did not spare the ancient world, the preserved no one. Hmm. A world of righteousness, a state and order. Mm-hmm. When he brought a food upon the world of the ungodly, if by turning the city of Sodom and Gomorrah to ashes it commands them to extension. That was six and five and six, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so did you read? In, does the Bible say that Noah was a preacher of righteousness when you read? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you remember I told you guys one time that Noah was preaching. Victor, remember we were having that kind of argument. I was, I was telling you that Noah preached, mm. right? Mm. Yeah. So what was he preaching? He was preaching what? Righteousness. Now, when, what brought the destruction of the people of Noah's time? Okay. I'm going to tell you a little bit on, on that soon. Let us see First Peter chapter 3. First eighteen to twenty. Chapter one? Three, eighteen to twenty. Which one? First Peter three, eighteen to twenty. Okay. So if you find it, read for us. So I'm going to read that for Christ also had once suffered for sins, the unjust the just for the unjust that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit, by which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison, which sometime were disobedient, when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was being prepared, wherein few that is, eight souls were saved by water. Now, it's telling us what happened also in the days of Noah. What happened was what? The long-suffering of God. You see, Noah has found one attribute of God, which was grace. And this is was undoubted of God that was in, at work at that time. Long-suffering. Now, I, I think you remember when I told you guys that the absence of God is destruction. So, God waited for these guys to repent, right? But they didn't. And then, the only righteous person that repented was Noah and his family. And the moment they were safe, that is to say, the moment they were safe, God withdrew. 
and his withdrawal caused their destruction. God did not cause their destruction. He withdrew and their destruction came. Now, the question you ask yourself, so how did the destruction come about? Remember that man has already sinned. And remember that the wages of sin is what? Death. But by the grace of God that Noah found, and by the long-suffering of God, God stayed the destruction that was supposed to come to them, the wages of sin that they were supposed to receive. And Noah kept on preaching to these guys. For 120 years, he kept on preaching, telling them destruction is coming. Get into this ark and you'll be safe. But they didn't listen. And so, by the time Noah preached and preached, I was like, man, I'm tired. And he went into the ark and closed the door. The righteous had left the place. That means God has gone. Because God does not dwell with the unrighteous. The righteous carry God. So, if the righteous leave this place, distortion will come down. That is sure. And so the moment Noah left, distortion came down. And they were drowned in the flood. But if you read that place, people get confused and they're like, nah, God destroyed them. Yeah, even in the Bible it's presenting that God destroyed them with the flood. But since we know the attribute of God, grace, grace does not destroy. Long suffering. Long suffering is patience beyond patience. So their destruction was already coming. And they refused to pay heed to Noah's warning. So if you read that place, it said that they were warned. There's a, there's a place, I think it, it was it here or somewhere else. I think we'll get to that place. They were warned of the destruction to come. We'll get there. So, uh, continuing, disobedience comes upon preaching. So now, where, where nobody is preaching, there is no disobedience, actually. What do I mean? Unless the teacher comes and tells you, if you go out, there will be punishment. You can always go out and nobody will punish you. Even though, there's supposed to be punishment for going out. But if nobody has told you, you can always say, I was not told. And remember, God is just. Right? So, you can't say there's disobedience when you have not told anybody anything. Right? So, I can't, Victor can't, can't, can't come and be angry that we played this keyboard if he never told us not to play. Or if he tells us not to play and then we, we don't care and we play. Then that's disobedience, right? So, where where there is no preaching, there is no disobedience. So disobedience does not come before preaching; it comes after preaching. You get it, okay? So Noah preached to these guys, but they disobeyed. If he hadn't preached to them, it's been a different matter. Yes, okay. So disobedience or obedience. They are both response to the message. So obedience is agreeing with the message. Disobedience is disagreeing with the message. Right. Okay. So let us see John 3 verse 36. I think I'll get to that place I was telling you that they were warned. For. John 3 verse 36. Another person, Acts 14 verse 2. So if you get yours, you read for us. 
Acts 14 verse 2, somebody else gets 1 Peter 4 verse 17. So if you get John, read for us. Okay, who has John? Yeah, Peter. Oh, okay, let me. John 3. John 3.36. Okay, let me read it. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life. But the wrath of God abideth on him. And, and we'll talk about what the wrath of God is, right? Mm-hmm. It's the absence of God, right? Okay. So, who has uh, asked this 14 verse 2? Uh, but the Jews who would not believe, stayed up the windows and turned them against the believers. Mm. Okay. Mm. So we see, we see believers and unbelievers. Okay, who has First uh, Peter 4 verse 17? You wait, wait for us. We're going to, I want everybody to, to come with me to Romans chapter 2. We're going to read some interesting scripture. Romans 2 verse 8. Okay. So, that is what comes from Obeying what? Unrighteousness, wrath, and spirit. Okay. So, see also 10 verse 21. Romans 10 verse 21. But concerning Israel, he says, All day long I hold out my hand to come exhibited into the Jesus people. Okay. Romans 11 verse 31. Thirty-one. Even so, have these also now not believed that through your mercy they also may obtain mercy. Okay, we're talking about disobedience and unbelief, right? Let us see Hebrews chapter three, verse eighteen. Hmm? Hebrews three, verse eighteen. And to whom, yeah, and to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believe not. 19. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. So if we go back up a little bit, it talks talk about the children of Israel and how they did not believe and how they sinned in the wilderness. Okay. Let us see uh, Hebrews 11, verse 31. Okay. So it is notice in all these places 
all this all this destruction and all these things is coming from what disobedience right mm. so it's not the person being punished by the messenger mm. or by god it's rather what the person has chosen right so it's like someone comes and tells you if you go outside it's raining if you take an umbrella right and you look outside it doesn't seem to be raining and then you go outside and the rain beats you Will you accuse the person who came and gave you the message and told you to take an umbrella of being the one to call down the rain? No. He didn't call down the rain. He gave you a warning that this is what is going to happen. But you don't care. You disobey. And you go do your own thing. Yeah. So that is... Actually, that is what many Christians and many people have come to believe of God. You see, when they read all these things, they begin to believe that God is calling down thunder and fire and brimstone and destruction on those people that disobey him. And I think last last week we read that God God provides, for, for example, in temptation is a way of escape. We also found also that in wrath, in destruction, God also provides an escape. Right. So we, we read all those things. Right. So God is not bringing those destruction. Rather, he's warning you against what is going to happen. It's like, I think it's in Psalm or Proverbs, you read, it said, whoever breaks the hedge, the serpent will bite. God was telling those guys. Now, if someone breaks the hedge and the serpent bites him, the person comes up to and says, no, it was God that sent the serpent because I broke the hedge. No. You broke the hedge and you met what was outside the hedge. You understand? Yes. So that's how this thing is. But if you don't go to study your Bible, you just be basing your belief and your understanding of God on what everybody is saying. Job, Job called it rumors of you. Right? So you're basing all those things on what everybody is saying. Right? But we know that God does not change. God is not two-faced. Right? So how can he be good and bad at the same time if he is light? Right? How can he have darkness and light in the same time? Right? So if you if you understand that God is light, then he cannot be darkness. If he is bringing uh, salvation, he cannot be bringing destruction. They cannot be in the same container. Salvation and destruction. No. No one found grace. And then these people get destroyed. How can grace be carrying also destruction? How can long-suffering be carrying impatience? Right? So that's what it is. But if you, if you go by popular beliefs, it's there in the Bible, but you have to read. You see, there was this thing I, I, I came to understand. If you just read the letter, the letter will kill you. It's the spirit that quickens. It's the spirit that makes alive. It's not these things you are reading here. You understand? Yeah. I mean, the, even in English literature, there are some sentences that if you read them on the surface, you will get confused. But that's not what the sentence is saying. Okay, for example, riddles and parables. Huh? You read them on the surface and then you are like, yeah. <laughs> but you, you have to understand what it is saying. Yeah. And for the Bible, it takes the Spirit of God to understand what it is saying. Right. Otherwise, you will just be going by just the, the things you see on the, the Word. You won't really get the Spirit. Hallelujah. 
Okay, so let us continue. Then read for us that first Peter four verse seventeen. Who who got it the last time? Okay. For it is time for judgment to begin with us also. And if it begins with us, what will be the outcome? Mm. What will be the outcome um, be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? Okay. So, those who do not obey, what will be for them? <laughs> if there's judgment even in the house of God, and if there are people who don't obey, right? Mm. And they are in the house of God. So what will not happen to those who are not even in the house of God? <laughs> I mean, there will be so much destruction. Okay, so God's role in the flood, that flood of Noah, or the flood literally, was to provide the gospel. Right? So the flood was coming, and God's role was to provide the gospel. And it was this good news, or this gospel, that Noah preached. Noah did not preach destruction. Actually, when I was growing up, I used to believe Noah was preaching destruction. Noah was going about saying, ah, the flood is coming, people all die. And I was like, yeah, I used to believe that. I was like, yeah, these guys. Uh, and I was thinking, no wonder they didn't listen to him. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, how can you come and be telling me those kind of nonsense? <laughs> you think I will believe you? Okay, so, but then again, even the gospel is also hard to believe. <laughs> so, so, so it was this... Uh, gospel this good news that Noah preached and not destruction as we commonly believe. So God anticipated that the people would believe the gospel. That was why he gave them the gospel. Let us see Romans 8 verse 23. Somebody else been Galatians 5 verse 5. But it is not just creation alone which groans, we who have the spirit as the first episode. But it was not just creation alone which groans, we who have the spirit as the first of God, God's gift, also groan within ourselves as we wait for God to make us his children and set our whole being free. Okay, let us see Galatians 5 verse 5. Who is there? For through the Spirit, by faith, we are ourselves unto you, so eagerly, eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. Okay, so we're hoping for something, right? Yeah. So that was what God anticipated. God anticipated that these guys, they had hope, right, in a good news. So he anticipated that they would believe it, and so he sent Noah. Okay, Philippians 3, verse 20. Philippians 3, verse 20. Our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, Romans 2 verse 4. Romans 2 verse 4. Or perhaps you despise this great kindness, tolerance, and patience. Surely you know that God is kind because He is trying to lead you to repent. Okay. So we see. 
We know that God is kind because He's trying to lead you to repent. He's not trying to lead you to destruction, right? Mm-hmm. He's trying to lead you to repent. So that was what God was doing with these guys. He was leading them to repentance, but they didn't obey. Right? So He was even leading them to safety. So we found one of the attributes of God is grace. We found it in Noah. But we see another one also that we found there also. It said long suffering. God was say in long suffering, right? So, long-suffering is God's character and it is what leads men to repentance. God's long-suffering is what leads men to repentance. So, let us see Romans chapter... Oh, okay, that verse we just read, Romans 2 verse 4. And we said that for... Uh, I'm going to read, Or despite thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long-suffering, talking about God, not knowing that the goodness of God Leadeth thee to repentance. That's from the KJV. Okay. So let us also see Romans 9, verse 22. And the same is true of what God has done. He wanted to show his great, he wanted to show his anger to make his power known. But he was very patient in enduring those. Enduring those who were the objects of his anger, who were doomed to destruction. Hmm. Okay, you see, those guys were doomed to destruction. He didn't say he was the one who was going to destroy them. Right. So, you see, the anger of God is actually long suffering. <laughs> you saw it there, mm. right? His anger is long suffering. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you saw it with me, yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay, let us see also Second Corinthians six verse six. Corinthians six verse six. Mm-hmm. It's not like God wanted to show, show it. Um, it's like, what if God would like to know and show him anger? How much is impatient, you know? Yeah. It's not like. Yeah. The, the way they say it here, it's not like God like, has anger to show Exactly. Like, what if God. Yeah. And he wanted to show his anger, yeah. how much he has been patient. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. The anger of God is long suffering. You see? Okay. So let us see 2 Corinthians 6, verse 6. Mm. So, we see, it has listed attributes of God, right? Pureness, knowledge, long-suffering, kindness. If you continue even by love unfeigned, by power, by truth, everything, right? So this is God. Okay. So, let us also see Galatians 5, verse 22. Which one? Galatians 5, verse 22. Okay. So, what is it? A lot of scriptures. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, read. 
the fruit of, of the spirit mm-hmm. is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, kindness, mm. goodness, faithfulness. Okay. So my Bible says where your Bible says patience, my Bible says long suffering. So if if this is the spirit of God, these are the attributes of God. Is it not true? Right? Mm. So the spirit of a man will carry his attributes. And did we find anger there? Rather, we found long suffering. Right? And if you continue, you will see meekness, temperance. Self control. Yeah. Okay. So this is the spirit of God. This is the characteristic of God. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Amen. So let us also see Ephesians 4, verse 20. And I'm going to read, but ye have not so learned Christ. Okay, let us back up to verse 2. Verse 2 says, the same chapter? Yes, the same chapter, we're going back up. With all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love. So these are those who are what? Those who have learned Christ. But those who have not learned Christ, they have the opposite of this attribute right okay so let us also see colossians 1 verse 11. colossians 1 verse 11. there's scriptures are a lot today so bear with me okay Okay, so it said they are being strengthened by what? No, it said strengthened with all power, uh-huh. oh, yes. all power and his might, right? Mm. And then it tells you what his power and might brings, right? It brings patience, long suffering, with joy, joyfulness, right? Mm. So these are the attributes of God, right? Okay, so I mean, if we keep keep on going, the list is endless. And you never find, especially in this New Testament, these people, they had the revelation of God by the Spirit, right? So they knew what they were talking about. It was not the Old Testament guys that were full of, and God was angry, and God was wrath, and God was all those things. No, this is Christ. Christ came, and the Spirit, when he left, the Spirit of God came to dwell on, and he showed us all things, right? So even the things that we are talking about, he has now shown it to us. Remember in Luke chapter 24, verse 27 that we read, he said that he, he showed them in the scriptures everything concerning himself. Mm. Right? So it's not everything that is in there that is concerning him. Mm. Right? And now we are seeing by the Spirit the things that are about God. And you find all these attributes have not mentioned anything outside of all these things. Right? Hallelujah. Okay, so our God is a wonderful God. So, if we, uh, if you, in your free time you can read Hebrews chapter six verse twelve, uh, you can also read Second Peter chapter three verse fifteen and verse nine. So in Noah's day, death came from the judgment of sin. God wasn't the one judging them of sin because those guys were sinful, right? Mm-hmm. And the wages of sin, the payment of sin, is what death. It never told us the payment of God for sin. No. It's the payment of sin. That's what sin pays you. 
if a man calls you to his, to his let's say for example his farm and he tells you when you are done in this farm I will pay you with rice when you are done he pays you he pays you with what rice he can't pay you with any rice matter what you have agreed right so sin has told you if you become my servant or if you work for me I'll pay you debt so maybe you didn't know that that agreement was there now someone comes and tells you this thing you're doing this is what it's going to bring for you right if tomorrow that thing brings that thing for you will you say it was the person that came to warn you that brought it no he's not the one who you are in contract with right no you're not in contract with him in contract with someone else huh maybe you want money and then you went and get into contract with someone that's paying you in food but you want money mm-hmm. then someone tells you ah but you told me you want money you see that place you're working in they'll pay you with food Tomorrow they pay you with food. You say that person went and told them to pay you with food. No, that was your contract. So the wages of sin is debt. So if you engage in sin, debt. But God, in His infinite mercy, His loving kindness, full of grace and truth, He comes and He brings salvation. Right. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So let us see Matthew twenty-four. 36 to 39. If you bring it for us, read for us. Verse 32, 36 to 39. No one knows, however, when that day and hour will come. Neither the angels in heaven nor the Son. Mm-hmm. The Father alone knows. Okay. The coming of the Son of Man will be like what happened in the time of Noah. Okay. The days of in the days before the flood, people ate and drank, men and women married, up to the very day Noah went into the boat. Yet they did not realize what was happening until the flood came and swept them all away. That is how it will be when the Son of Man comes. Okay. So you see, the, <laughs> the Son of Man, when he comes, this is what is going to happen. Right. So. The question should be, so what was Noah doing in those days, right? Mm-hmm. To the point that these guys they were busy eating and drinking and doing whatever they wanted mm-hmm. until the flood came. They did not realize what was happening until the flood came. But the truth of the matter is, Noah was warning them. But they didn't pay attention. Let us see in Hebrews 11 verse 7. 11? Verse 7. So, by faith, Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. So, we see that what Noah did was what? By faith. Right? Verse 7. Verse 7. So in other words, God preached to Noah. And Noah believed. And then in his belief, he prepared an ark. 
and that was what saved his house. <coughs> right? So we can also say that that was a, a type and shadow of Christ. Right? So the reference we read, he said, no, it was a picture of righteousness. So he was preaching what God had told him. Right? Mm-hmm. So God tells him, these people, uh, that destruction is coming, right? And Noah believes him. And he goes, okay, how do I, how do I save my family and myself from this destruction, right? And he goes, okay, it's a destruction of the type water, right? So what floats on water? Boats. And he starts to build an ark, right? And then the Bible says that he was a preacher of righteousness, so he preached to those guys. He told them, yeah, this is what God has told me, right? And he tells them the same thing that he has been told. Because he was what? A preacher of righteousness. And righteousness does not come except by faith. Right? Mm-hmm. So he had faith. Uh, it says here. Uh-huh. It says, uh, Noah received God. Hmm? Noah received from God the righteousness that comes by faith. Okay. So you see, so by faith, that is born from what he had. Right? Mm-hmm. He believed what he had. Right? Faith comes by hearing. Mm-hmm. And hearing the word of God. Mm-hmm. Right? So God speaks to Noah. And Noah hears, right? And he believes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he m- makes a move in that in that belief. Right? And then these guys are like, ah, my guy, what are you doing? And they're busy having their fun. And he's telling them, for 120 years, he's telling these guys, something is going to happen. I'm sure maybe the first year, they might have said, ah, this guy is silly. Mm-hmm. And then the third year, they'll be like, man, this is old news. I'm sure he might have along the way he would they would be seeing this guy is a madman. I mean for 120 years we're talking about the same thing. And it has not happened. Huh? Even the child that gave birth to a grown up and he has talking about this same thing that has not happened. They will be thinking that this guy is a madman and they'll be going about their business. And then until the day no one went into the act. Right. So the righteous man goes away and destruction comes down. Right. So because God will not allow the righteous to suffer, right? And after all, Noah has been warned and he has moved in faith. So, before that thing comes, he would have gone on his way already. <laughs> before the thing comes. So, yeah, he gets saved. And I, 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 when I was going on, there was this guy, he told a very vivid story of that Noah thing. So he was like, Noah was talking to this guy, and they weren't listening. They were, having their phone and they were like this guy is crazy and stuff like that and then Noah after talking to people for a long time for years he's like ah this is not listening he now goes to talk to animals <laughs> and animals animals they hear him and they believe and they get a place in the ark that was prepared for people and they all go in and then the door closes and then the rain starts to come and he was like, yeah, maybe the first day when the rain started, these people were like, ah, this is so beautiful. We've never seen rain come down from the sky. Mm-hmm. And they come outside and they're jumping and having fun. Ah, but you know, oh my God, it's so much fun. And then the rain continues and continues two days, three days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of them would have been like, ah, maybe this thing they were saying was true. Mm-hmm. And they start moving to the ark. And then they're knocking and say, yeah, no, I'll for us. And no, I was like, ah, I can't open the door. It was locked from outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't open the door, it does not from outside. And even if I wanted to. Yeah, and even if you wanted to, if you open the door, water will come inside. So. How did your body feel? 
My brother, <laughs> that is the question for another day. <laughs> No, it can't be plenty actually. You know, uh, it the rain falls like that, right? And things brown. And you know that thing took a long time. It wasn't just a one week rain. That rain took a long time. First of all, the bodies will decompose, and then remember there are fishes in the water. They will also eat those those things up. Although that would be a lot of bodies to eat, but still, <laughs> but still. <laughs> <laughs> but still, so I mean, all those composite parts, species might have eaten them or something. Okay. So, anyway, we don't know how it happened. Still, I can't believe it. I'm telling you, there'll be so much Okay, so we don't know how it happened about the bodies. Anyway, so, uh, being one of God is another way of saying revelation or revealed. Right. So, let us see. Um, the same Matthew, let us see Matthew chapter 2, verse 12. Matthew 2, 12? Yes. another revelation there it says one right so revelation mm-hmm. also see two verses two John 3, verse 17 and 18. Let's see John 3, 17 and 18 before I, I say this. John 3, 17 and 18. 
So in that place we read, we saw about warning, revelation, right? Mm -hmm. So being one is revelation. So Noah also received that warning, right? And that was how he moved, and that was how he began to preach righteousness. So let us see John 3, 17 and 18. <clears throat> so I'm going to start from verse 16, and I'll read from the message. This is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his only, his one and only son, and this is why. So that no one need to be, need be destroyed. Right? By believing in him, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. God didn't go to all the trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. He came to help, right? To put the world right again. Anyone who trusts in him is acquitted. Anyone who refuses to trust him has long since been under the death sentence without knowing it. And why? Because of that person's failure to believe in the one in, in the one of a kind son of God went into lead to him. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. So you see, God is not the one destroying, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> the person has already been under the death sentence and he didn't even know it. You know what I was telling you? Yeah, maybe you didn't know you had the contract, but it's there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then someone comes to help. Right? So if someone is coming to help you, it means you have a problem. It's not the person that's bringing the problem. The person came to help you because you have a problem. So man has a problem. He's under the death sentence. The soul that's in it, he shall die. But God has come to bring help. And how did he bring the help? He, by bringing, by giving his only son. Right? That anyone who believes in him becomes acquitted. Why? Because his son has taken away your sin. Right? Has been punished. For your sins so therefore if you believe in him if you believe that that punishment that was supposed to come for you he has taken it away then you become free right so if someone goes to <coughs> goes before a judge right and and he's supposed to be he's supposed to be put in let's say death sentence right and then but someone else has already died for that sin right they can't kill you again for it I mean, the person legally died for it. Huh? He died for it on your behalf. So if you don't know, your lawyer will be busy pleading not guilty and guilty up and down. When someone has already taken the whole thing away from you. Right? But if you, if you know, you say, yes, my, my liege or your honor, whatever. Right? This thing that I'm being charged for has already been handled. Someone handled it. Right? Someone has already borne the punishment for me. Ah, then what are we doing here? Go. Right. So Christ has already borne that. So it's now, it's now for you to accept him personally. Right. So quite all right, salvation is for the whole world. But it's not automatic. You have to believe for yourself. You understand? You have to believe for yourself. Right. It's available. Anybody called man can get salvation, can get saved. But you have to believe for yourself. Right? It's freely available. Okay. <clears throat> so in the sinful state of these people, or of those people who were destroyed, and of the people who will be destroyed, it paid them wages. That is to say, sinful state paid wages. Right? So sinful state paid them wages. So, 
Within the heart of a man that is not born again is the consciousness of sin. Right. But <coughs> what God was looking for, or what God is looking for, is those who will believe. Right. So God is not looking for those who he will destroy. He's looking for those who will believe. Right. So only believe. That's the only lesson. Criteria. Right. Just believe. You hear believe. Because what you hear springs faith. Right? But it's now left for you to make a decision. Will I let this grow? Will I accept this? Right? Will I accept this faith? Yeah. So if you accept it, then you have obeyed. If you don't accept it, then it's a disobedience. Right? Hallelujah. Okay, so <coughs> let us see Romans 2, verse 12 to 15. But when we talk about Sodom and Gomorrah a little bit, Romans 2, verse 12 and 15. Oh, yeah, we're, we're rounding up, we're rounding up. Then. Romans 2, 12 and 15. The Gentiles do, do not have the law of Moses. They sin and are not apart from the law. The Jews have the law. They sin and are judged by the law. Mm-hmm. For it is not by hearing the law that people for it is not by hearing the law that people are put right with God, but by doing what the law commands. It's what makes the difference. The Gentiles do not have the law, but whenever they do, for instance, what the law commands, they are their own law. Mm-hmm. They are their own law. Even though they do not have the law, okay. their conduct shows that what the law commands is written in their heart. Their conscience is also sh- their consciences also show that this is true, since their thoughts sometimes cause them and sometimes fail them. Okay. So continue. There's one last place. Continue. Okay. And so, according to the good this news I yeah. preach, this mm-hmm. is how it will be on that day when God through Jesus Christ will judge the secret thoughts of all. Okay. What about you? You call yourself a Jew? No. It's sixteen. Yeah. Okay. So you see, so those who have not heard and those who have heard, right? They will all be judged. Quite alright. Mm-hmm. But you see how it will to go mm-hmm. now. And he's telling you that even those who have not heard, in them they have heard. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if you get what I mean. Mm. Yeah, that's what he's saying. In them they have heard because it's in them as men. Mm. Right? It's, it, it, there was somewhere, I think it was Isaiah, he said that he would write it on the tablets of their hearts. Yeah. So they, they, know, they, they, know, they know what is right and what is wrong. That's what that place says. They know what is right and what is wrong. So if you do what is right, that is, you're doing the law. Whether you know the law or you don't know the law. If you do what is wrong, you're also contradicting it, whether you know it or you don't know it. Because it's already in you. By instinct, you're doing it. Because you yourself, you know it's not right. Mm. But you're doing it. Yeah. So, all of them will be joyed. But it says that these differences will be taken into consideration. Right. Mm. Okay. So, uh, what, what, what it's trying to tell you is that whether you say you have not sinned or you have sinned also, it means that you, you know. Because the consciousness of sin is in your heart. Mm. Right? It's in your heart. So it's the same thing. Also, the consciousness of God 
is in your heart. So they are both there. Yeah. So whichever one you now decide to allow to grow is up to you, and that's how you get paid. So if you decide to let the consciousness of God grow in you, and you believe in God, fine and good, you'll be saved. But if you decide to go with sin, you reap the wages of sin, right? Okay. So it was the same thing that happened to those people in Sodom and Gomorrah. So it was also their sin that brought their destruction. Based on this now, you see, right? their sin brought their destruction. Okay, so uh, Genesis 15 verse 6, I think it talks about Sodom and Gomorrah. So God was looking for faith in the people of Sodom and Gomorrah. And it, it will be... Okay, so the gospel is the yardstick that God uses. And it is, it is still the yardstick that God uses today right so god interacts with man based on the gospel that was what he used back then that is what he's still using now because see, even in that old testament you always find the gospel is there even 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 though it's not called the gospel but you find let's start with uh, abraham or adam and eve you move to esau um, Cain and uh, Abel, and you move to Noah, you move, you just keep moving, you will find, so the Bible tells us that in time past, that this, this gospel in time past, which God began, began to speak to our father, so the gospel has always been there, right, I don't know if you get it, yeah, so the gospel was God's yardstick of interaction, and it is still God's yardstick of interaction with us, even today. He never stopped. He has been saying the same message over and over again. God does not change. Right. The same message over and over again. Through all the ages, he has been saying the same thing. Okay. John chapter 5, verse 31 to 47. Somebody else bring for us James chapter 1, verse 5. Okay. James 1, 5. Okay, so John chapter 1, verse... John chapter 5, verse 31 to 47. Uh, I'm going to start. Uh, where do I start? Let me use King James. Chapter five. So starting from verse thirty-one. If I bear witness to myself, my witness is not true. There is another that beareth witness of me, and I know that the witness which he witnesseth of me is true. He sent unto John, and he bear witness unto the truth. But I receive not testimony from man. But these things I say, that ye might be saved. He was a burning and shining light, and ye were willing for a season to rejoice in his light. But I have greater witness than that of John. For the works which the Father had given me to finish, the same works have I that I do bear witness of me, that the Father had sent me, and the Father himself which has sent me has borne witness of me. Ye have neither heard his voice at any time, nor seen his shape. And ye have not his word abiding in you. For whom he had sent him, ye believe not. Such the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life. And they are they which speak of me. And ye will not come to me that ye might have life. I receive not honor from men, but I know you <coughs> that ye have not the love of God in you. 
I am come in my father's name, and you receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him he shall receive. How can ye believe which receive honor one of another, and seek not the honor that cometh from God only? Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. There is one that accuses you, even Moses, in whom you trust. For he, for had ye believed Moses, ye would have believed me. For he wrote of me. But if ye believe not his writings, how shall ye believe my word? Hallelujah. So you see, like I was saying, so God has always been talking what? Gospel. Has always been talking what? Scripture. Has always been talking Christ, right? Gospel. So even Moses was writing about Christ, from what we have read now, right? Yeah. But they didn't even believe Moses. How would they believe the person he was writing about now comes? And says, yeah, that thing he was writing was about me. And you see, whenever in the New Testament you come across scriptures, it's talking about Genesis to, I think, Malachi, right? That's what he's talking about when he says scriptures. So, in all of that place, in all of, okay, there was always Christ in all of that place. Yeah. But they didn't believe. So, God has always used the gospel. Okay, so who got James chapter 1, verse 5? If any of you love wisdom, mm-hmm. let him ask God, who is generously to all the houses with folks, mm-hmm. and it will be given. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So another thing uh, we should also note from that place we read earlier was about accusation. You see, so Christ said he's not the one that accuses; it's Moses that accused. Right. So in bringing the law, Moses brought accusation to those guys. Right. That's what he did. He brought accusation to them by bringing the law. So Christ didn't come that he will bring another law. He said he came to fulfill it. Right. So. Christ is not the accuser. Moses accused, or rather, the law is the one that accuses. Because at the moment the law came into effect, sin began to be punished. Right? That was what happened. So the law is pointed, ah, you see, you should not worship any other god, but you have worshipped <laughs> another god. You should not do this, but you have done it. You see? And then you get punished for all those things. So what the law was doing was pointing a kissing finger. And you know, no man can fulfill the law. Completely in his form, nobody can fulfill it. Yes, that was why Christ had to come to fulfill it and remove that accusation. So now if you believe in him, you are no longer condemned. Right. So believe that believes not, that does not believe is condemned already. Yeah. Because he did not believe. Alright. <clears throat> so uh, Jesus will not accuse. The promise of God and the wrath of man are both in the scriptures, but it takes. Where is the place? Are both in the scriptures, but it needs to be rightly divided. Right. So you will find wrath. You will find the promise of God. Right. Just was talking about himself. Right. And you also find the wrath of man. You find the law of Moses in that place. Yeah. But it takes knowledge to rightly divide to know. Where to draw the line. Right? You see, <coughs> otherwise you end up combining both right? and you think they're all God, but they're not all God. Hallelujah. So, our God is not a fault finder. So, just guys is not the one looking for faults, right? Like he told us. So, he is single minded and generous towards you. Right? That, that, uh, the, that I know the thoughts I have towards you. 
thoughts of good and not of evil right to give you an expected end some scripture will say to give you a future and a hope right so that is god's mind about us single-minded he doesn't have double mind he doesn't have okay thoughts of good some days thoughts of evil some days no thoughts of good not of evil so if there is evil it is not god to give you a future and a hope right okay so <clears throat> god is single-minded and generous towards you so don't waver in your faith in god so don't be thinking maybe something evil or bad is happening and you're like ah maybe god is angry about something i did the other day no he's not <laughs> he's not because he has thoughts of good for you i mean he can't be having thoughts of good for you and then he'll be sending thunder and fire after you right okay so don't waver in your faith in god in who god is right so god gives liberally but you need faith to receive what he has given hallelujah Amen. so god gives liberally but you need faith to receive what he has given so i think we'll uh, call it uh, a day at this point because although i have a little bit something but we'll talk about that one some other day hallelujah Amen. so does anyone have uh,